Well, we have a really good Stanley Cup final series brewing between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Can the Nashville Predators learn something from this year's Stanley Cup finals matchup that may help them get back to the finals in a future season? There's three things I think they can. We'll talk about it today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Special shout out to all of you loyal Locked On Predheads who make us your first listen every single day day i'm nick morgan i'm a writer at penalty box radio normally have a partner in crime but ann kimmel is off for the day so riding solo today and guys we have the stanley cup finals going on right now game two tonight out in vegas Nate's trying to uh, hold on to that 1-0 series lead. This has been a fun matchup. If game one was any indication, I think we're going to be in for a very entertaining finals. Uh, a lot of good physical back and forth. A lot of the big guns are starting to get under each other's skin a little bit. You have guys like Aiden Hill taking shots at Florida in the postgame press conference, talking, yeah, that's the, that's the way they want to play. I'm going to give it right back. It's going to be fun. Uh, and it is a fun series so far, and I feel like the intensity is only going to ramp up from here. Nashville Predators, us fans remember the feeling that both of these teams have right now. All the way back in 2017, the Nashville Predators on their first and only Stanley Cup Finals run, a lot of joy. Uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of anticipation, and the feeling that we're right there. We are just close to a finals win close to getting that elusive first Stanley cup. And then things just uh, kind of unraveled from there. It just hasn't been a good couple of years. Predators seem to have been just circling their tail. Now we've got the team overhaul coming in. We got Barry Trotz as the new GM. We got Andrew Burnett as the new head coach. They're going to do some things different. And I have to imagine they're probably watching this year's Stanley cup finals. And that's a good thing because I think, when you watch this year's Stanley Cup Finals between the Florida Panthers and Vegas Golden Knights, there's a couple of things that you can learn by watching this series that is going to help the Nashville Predators get back towards being a good playoff team and making another playoff run. Number one is one of the biggest matchups in this Stanley Cup final series. And that's Jack Eichel on one side, Matthew Kachuk on the other side. Very interesting that this year's final matchups include two players that within the past year, their teams have taken big swings to try to get. You remember Jack Eichel last year, kind of forced his way out of Buffalo. Number two overall pick, injury prone, had kind of had all these really good all-star seasons despite the uh, Buffalo Sabres going nowhere fast. He gets, you know, forces his way onto the trade block and the Vegas Golden Knights swoop in like they do with every person who comes up on the block, supposedly and go big to try to land Jack Eichel, saying that he's their guy. He's their guy in the mid-20s, 
uh, who is an elite forward in Vegas. It's like, that's, that's going to be our number one center. That's our game changer. Then you flash forward just a few months later. And what happens? Matthew Kachuk, sort of the same situation, you know, doesn't, doesn't want to stay in Calgary, not really, you know, all in on signing a new long-term contract as an RFA kind of forces his way on the block. And then here come the Florida Panthers offering up a guy who was their leading scorer one season ago, Jonathan Huberto, one of their best players in franchise history, and Mackenzie Weger, who besides uh, Aaron Ekblad was one of their top defensemen, a bona fide top pair defenseman in the NHL. They gave them up to get Matthew Kachuk. Again, a mid to early 20s forward just starting to hit his prime. Both of those teams did that. And I think that shows the value of when you have a chance to land a surefire top end forward, don't be afraid to swing big. That's something that I think the Nashville Predators need to learn. Nashville Predators used to do stuff like this. You remember back in the day, Predators traded Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson. Ryan Johansson at the time, 23-year-old, was just coming off a all-star season in which he was named all-star game MVP. He was just 23, who was, you know, younger than Kachuk at the time. You know, he led his team to a Stanley Cup Finals win, or a Stanley Cup Finals berth, I should say. Um, you know, they, they did it the next year, swinging by trading Shea Weber for, for P.K. Subban. A little bit different of a situation. Subban was, you know, kind of towards the end of his prime. But it's that same kind of sentiment. It's, if there's a guy that you think can help your team, it, it's it's not a time to be like, oh, well, you know, we got to protect this guy because he's a long-standing member of the team. Or, you know, we got to be, you know, wise with our picks. We got to be wise with our, you know, draft capital. We don't want to give up, you know, this, that, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't hurt to just go for it. And I think you're seeing in this finals, Matthew Kachuk, if the Panthers win, he might be the runaway con Smythe favorite. You know, you look at what he did and the Florida Panthers made their move. And like we just said, sacrificed a lot to get there. You know, Vegas Golden Knights did the same thing by getting Jack Eichel. There are not many times that players like those two come on the open market. So when they do, swing big. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, you're, you're giving up a lot. You're, you're giving up a star player. You're giving up, you know, a bunch of first rounders that you can use to rebuild the team. It doesn't matter if you are getting, you know, Matthew Kachuk in his prime. That's your first rounder. You are getting a guy that you hope that first rounder becomes someday. So, you know, Nashville Predators, those are the kind of moves that they need to make. You know, if they're going to turn this thing around quickly, you know, who who knows if that's actually going to happen or not. Let's be honest. The Predators team needs a lot of work. There's probably going to need to be some patience required. But when opportunities like this arise – you know, who knows what's going to happen in Toronto. But, you know, as we saw this year with like Timo Meyer, we saw, you know, with Matthew Chuck earlier, obviously Jack Eichel last year. When these guys do become available, when you see a legitimate game changer who's in his mid-20s, who still has years to go in his prime, 
you got to take a swing and you got to be unafraid to go bold and offer up whatever you can to get that piece of the puzzle. And that's something that Barry Trotz seems to want to prioritize. Those would be uh, more, and, and we've been offered some of those already, or I shouldn't say it's offered, they've been proposed already. Um, those are the type of deals I'm looking for. You know, if you want to, uh, you know, you, you, there's some, some top teams right now that they're going to have trouble resigning guys, whatever, uh, or, they, they're, they, you know, they won't have the cap because guys' contracts increase, you know, sometimes yearly, um, or they're trying to make a move. All that being said, there's been some proposals. I love those deals that I got cap space. I'm, I might give you a little sweetener. I get the player that I want with the right term. He's still got some term on him. Uh, that could fit in our culture. That would be perfect scenarios for me. So, yeah, if you know anybody who wants to do that, and, and there's a few, but if you have inside info or info, influence, I should say, uh, I'm all, all ears on that because those are the deals I, I really want. I'm not. Uh, I would love to have some inside influence and to let Perry Drotz know who those teams are. Uh, I would say Toronto at some point is probably going to be one. They seem to want to keep that core four together. I just don't know if they're going to be able to have the cap space to be able to do that. You know, Carolina, we mentioned, is coming into a bit of a cap crunch, uh, maybe three, four years down the road. Same thing maybe with Dallas. We, we don't know how that's going to shake out. You know, they're going to have to make a decision. You know, do they try to, you know, trade Jamie Ben or Tyler Sagan? Not that the Predators should get anywhere near those two players. Uh, but, you know, that that may impact their ability to maybe sign some other guys, you know, erotic Foxer or something like that. When those guys come up, I want to see the Predators take a swing. Because as you look, Matthew Kachuk, has absolutely dominated the Stanley Cup Finals. He's leading the Florida Panthers to the finals close to a Stanley Cup run. Jack Eichel has been an invaluable member of the Vegas Golden Knights, was exactly the kind of missing piece that that team needed to go from being the team that's just kind of always in that conversation to being a legitimate threat to win the Stanley Cup. I hope the Nashville Predators do that because that is absolutely something that I think will get the Predators back towards contention faster if an opportunity arises. And again, you don't want to just shoot your shot anytime. Like, you know, there's there's obviously players you want to pick and choose. But if you see a guy in that in those mid-20s that you can build around for years and years to come, for about a decade, just shoot your shot and give up whatever it takes to get somebody like that on the roster more coming up in just a little bit, including what else the predators can learn from this year's Stanley cup finals matchup. Plus a interesting tidbit, maybe uh, from this conversation on what the predators should do with UC Soros down the line. We'll talk about that in just one second, but first want to mention today's episode is brought to you by eBay motors, just like the Panthers and golden Knights can tell you championship teams are all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same way when it comes to your vehicle, every part needs to fit just right to make that baby run perfectly. So the next time you need parts and accessories, Head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check mark to know that the part will fit. And if it doesn't, you get your money back. Because just like in sports, 
Confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. All right, on today's show, we are talking about what the Nashville Predators can learn from this year's Stanley Cup Finals matchup between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. We talked about swinging big uh, for elite talent, especially when it comes to that number one forward. Now let's go to the back end of the lineup. Goaltending. Goaltending is the X factor in this year's Stanley Cup Finals. One of the weirdest goaltending matchups in recent memories you have sergey bobrovsky who he was washed like let's say he was washed he was done a lot of people considered him the worst contract in the entire nhl he started this playoffs on the bench behind a guy who was in the ahl just about a month and a half ago like he was done and then he comes in gets the most of his chances alex lyon wasn't really doing well um you know in, in that first round series against the Bruins, except for maybe that first game. But Rowski, not a lot of people were expecting much from him. Look what he's done. 931 save percentage, one shout out, and 13.59 goals saved above expected in the playoffs, which is most in the league. Think about it, that's a difference of nearly 14 goals between him and an average goaltender. Those are series-changing numbers. I mean, just think if he lets one or two more goals in in you know game six or seven against Boston, the Bruins win that series. You know, these are game-changing kind of moves that Bobrovsky is doing. You know, one or two games go the other way in that Toronto series. You're seeing a giant shift in momentum. Let's go back to game three against the Carolina Hurricanes. Bobrovsky doesn't make some of those saves he makes down the stretch that series turns on its head. So those are huge numbers that Bobrovsky has been able to rack up when he's had his chance. But, you know, Bobrovsky's a two-time Vezina winner. We know he's good. We know that even though he was kind of washed out with the Panthers, that ability was in there. We can't say the same about the guy on the other end of the ice, Aiden Hill. Depending on how you interpret the Vegas Golden Knight Jeff chart, this was a guy that's fourth, maybe fifth on the depth chart, but he's a guy that's made the most of his chances. 938 save percentage, two shutouts, and 871 save percentage at high danger. Only Igor Shosturkin has done a better job of that number uh, in this postseason so far. These are two teams that have the two goaltenders that have played the best in the Stanley Cup playoffs and they're meeting head-to-head. And boy, if you're the Nashville Predators, you're thinking, huh, don't we have a game-changing goaltender on our roster right now? You do. You see Soros. That, to me, is maybe the importance of keeping a guy like you see Soros on your roster. Because once you get into the playoffs doesn't matter how bad you do. doesn't matter how trash the team is up front. If you have a goaltender like UC Soros, just like Vegas Knight, you know, the Golden Knights have had guys like Aiden Hill, just like the Panthers have Bobrovsky. 
If you have goaltenders like that, you're going to be in every single game, especially when that goaltender is playing at some of the best hockey of his life. I mean, we all remember 2021, uh, that Predators versus Hurricanes series. That was a trash Nashville Predators team. Uh, a Nashville Predators team that was very, very bad. They took the Carolina Hurricanes, who were the best team in uh, the division that year, to the brink. You know, remember, the last four games went to overtime. The Predators shift one of those. You know, you're looking at series going underway. You're looking at some revisionist history, that kind of stuff. A lot of what-if scenarios. That's the kind of value a really good goaltender who is on fire can give you, especially in the postseason. So let's look at it from the Nashville Predators perspective, because a lot of people have been saying the Preds aren't close. You know, the Preds aren't close. They're not going to be good until they give up UC Soros, all this good stuff. Training UC Soros to me does more harm than good. Because I think there are some intangibles in play when it comes to just winning games, when it comes to being on a hot streak. And when you have a young team like the Nashville Predators, guys coming in the lineup like Luke Evangelista, Joachim Kamel, maybe in another year or two, these guys are going to need to play with some confidence that a goalie behind them like UC Soros can give you. The ability to know that you can go out, maybe make a mistake or two, and you're going to have a game-changing goalie to go out and have your back, that's huge. That's something that I think is a little bit underrated when it comes to how you're looking at and building teams. UC Soros gives you that. And UC Soros, again, almost took the Nashville Predators to the Stanley Cup Finals this year. And that's been the case, uh, you know, for the Nashville Predators in their playoff history, all the way back to Pecorine, all the way back to Tomas Vokun. That is an X factor. And that's something I think that gives the Nashville Predators a very good shot if they can get back into the postseason. Barry Trotz agrees. We got great goaltending. Could we make the playoffs? Absolutely. You know, because our goaltending, I think our goaltending analytically had us 24 points higher than we should have been. Uh, but that's, hey, we got the goalie, they don't. So I'm not apologizing to anybody. You get excited young guys uh, playing together. You can do a wonderful thing. This is something that's going to tie into the last point in a second. But again, getting into the playoffs and having a hot goaltender is going to give you a chance in the series, no matter where you are, no matter what the analytics say, the matchup should turn out. You know, you're going to have a chance with guys like UC Saros getting hot at the right time. Do you need other things? Absolutely. Like, you know, look at, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Andre Vasilevsky might have been the best goaltender in the world uh, for, you know, the, the four years that Tampa were right on top. But, you know, Tampa also obviously had help, just like the Nashville Predators are going to need some help from elsewhere. But I'm just saying, when it more often than not, when you look at how the last Stanley Cup finals have gone out, maybe the last 10, 15 years or so, more often than not, the last two teams playing are the two teams with some of the best goaltending in that playoffs. And that's something I think is going to be a big thing to keep in mind as the Predators rebuild this team because having UC Saros already takes one surefire piece you need to win the Stanley Cup 
and locks it down. You can check that box off having a guy like Saros. We're going to get to the last point in just a second, but first want to let you guys know what we have coming up this week on the Lockdown Predators podcast. It's a loaded week. Uh, speaking of the Florida Panthers, Armando Velez from Lockdown Panthers. Uh, he has had a busy couple of weeks covering the Panthers run, but he knows our new coach, Andrew Burnett, Burnett coach in Florida while Armando was covering the team. So he's going to tell us what Preds fans can expect uh, from Andrew Burnett as the head coach, something to look forward to. Plus, NHL draft is right around the corner, and Eric Dene is going to come back with more players the Nashville Predators could draft in the first round. We'll take a look at some guys that could be great future Predators. And, of course, you know the Milwaukee Admirals still in the Calder Cup uh, playoffs. They are on the brink. They play again tonight can they keep the series alive or will they go back we'll preview that plus some questions that come up when that series ends including the future of carl taylor and could Joachim kamel maybe make the nhl roster for the nashville predators next season those are all things that we'll talk about this week on the locked on predators podcast all right, we're talking about things that the Nashville Predators can learn by watching this year's Stanley Cup Finals. And the last one is something that may make you roll your eyes, depending on who you are. I'm sure it'll make a lot of internet people roll their eyes. And that is, it's okay to win with good vibes. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. We kind of roll our eyes in, you know, the modern concepts of hockey when we talk about quote unquote untangibles or quote unquote grit or, you know, oh, finding ways to win all these things, you know, these buzzwords that I think everybody's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I think as you're seeing a lot in Stanley Cup finals matchups is sometimes that's okay to win that way. And that's something I think Nashville Predators fans and the team, it may behoove to remember that point moving forward. You look at the Florida Panthers. This was a team who overcame a lot of odds to get there. This is a team that four months ago looked like they were better contenders for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes than the Stanley Cup. I mean, they were buried in the standings he really hit it off in the second half of the season. And you look at where they were in the playoffs. They barely missed out. In fact, we keep talking about that one game between the Pittsburgh Penguins and Chicago Blackhawks that really changed Stanley cup history, uh, a three team franchise altering game there because you know, the Penguins do what a lot of people thought they would and should do. If the, if, if the Penguins beat the Blackhawks, the Penguins get in the playoffs instead of the Panthers, so there's no Panthers Cup run. The Blackhawks tank out of the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, and I believe it is the Columbus Blue Jackets who wind up getting that number one pick instead. And yeah, and then, you know, Pittsburgh is in the playoffs. Maybe Boston just right wipes the fourth the Penguins because they weren't a good team. Just think of that. But, you know, there's a lot of improbability because then the Panthers went out and beat statistically the best team in NHL history. They went out and, you know, won 
eight out of nine games in back-to-back series against the Toronto Maple Leafs and Carolina Hurricanes, two of the best statistical analytical teams in the NHL. Now they're going toe-to-toe with Vegas, who is the number one team in the West. I know they're losing that series right now, but if they win that, there's a lot of just improbability in there. And that's okay. You know, you look back and some of the best runs towards the finals have been stories like that. Look at the Montreal Canadiens a few years ago. You know, they got the last little bit of magic out of Carey Price, got all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, had a chance to win it. You look back to the the Dallas Stars. A couple of things really went right. They got the right matchups. They had guys that got absolutely scorching hot at the right time, and they had a chance to win the Stanley Cup at the end. St. Louis Blues won the Cup the year before with a similar story, just got hot at the right time. Even the Nashville Predators. Like, let's think back on our Stanley Cup run. There was a lot of stuff that went absolutely wrong. You know, we made uh, that Weber-Suban trade. You know, Weber was good, but there's just a lot of holes elsewhere in the lineup. Ryan Johansson gets hurt. Kevin Fiala gets hurt. Uh, I think we're playing with, you know, basically a glorified AHL team in some of those uh, games against the Ducks and against the Penguins, you know, but that's but we made it work and you had these guys like you know freddie gaudreau step up and have big series and matt Irwin, you know step up on defense and play big you had cody mcleod score a playoff goal those are things that's like okay the analytics say this shouldn't happen but it happened and the predators found ways to win those games and i think that's a very underrated part of this you know, you look back at the Florida Panthers this year, their backs were against the wall a lot in some of these series, but they found ways to win. You know, when the Boston Bruins were just peppering them late in the game in game seven, you know, you had that Marshawn breakaway. They found a way to win. They battened down the hatches. They got good goaltending. And then, you know, at the end of that game, they found a way. They took advantage of just a little opening. They've got some momentum going. They got a good five-minute run, and they wound up capitalizing on it. They took advantage of their chances. They were getting smoked in that Carolina Hurricanes series. It is wild that that series is a sweep because the Carolina Hurricanes dominated play maybe about 70% of that series, and yet the Florida Panthers won all four games. That goes down as a sweep. Why? Because in each of those games, the Panthers found a way to win. Taking advantage of a late penalty at the end of game four, Matthew Kachuk, with just seconds left on the clock, does it. They find a way to win after being shellacked in that first overtime, in that four overtime series. You know, they got outshot, what, 19 to one to out, you know, to start game three. It was either game two or game three. I can't remember at this point, but you know, whichever game that was, they got shellacked 19 to one, you know, shot advantage for Carolina. Florida found a way to win that game. You look at the Nashville Predators in this late season run they had towards the playoffs, they were doing a lot of stuff like that. They would have to block like 20, 30 shots a game, but they were finding ways to win those hockey games. They would have guys like Kiefer Sherwood, come out and just have magical, you know, last couple of games, or Tommy Novak going on the run of his life, little baby Luke Evangelista coming in with big goal after big goal after goal. 
you know, we, we saw some big goals from Mike Jankowski, Mark Jankowski down the stretch. Those are the, you know, you need things like that to go your way. Hockey more than maybe any other sport in the big four is so trying to find the best word, maybe chaotic. You know, it's more like March madness than anything else where it's just, you can kind of throw, you know, the seedings and matchups out the board. Cause it just kind of depends on which team matchups best with which, you know, that's, you know, we see kind of more wild runs in the NHL, more kind of upsets and, you know, matchups going differently than you expect maybe than any other big Ford league. And the reason is that is just because hockey's played on the ice. It's not played on paper. And, you know, you look at a team like the Nashville Predators who, yeah, the analytics show they're terrible. You know, they can't hold puck possession. You know, they're not getting quality shots on net, all of this and all of that. But they, yet they still won all these games down the stretch. And that's because you have to do some things that aren't on those analytics boards in order to win. You have to have some shutdown defense. You know, when you're getting outshot or, you know, the other team has puck possession, yeah, then you have to go and block 20, 30 shots a game like they were doing down the stretch. You have to come up with big penalty kills. You have to, you know, get all of your goals on an odd man rush or, you know, a counter chance the other way. When we look at building the Nashville Predators, yes, you know, you want them to be like the Hurricanes or the Devils, this analytically perfect team, Colorado Avalanche last year, you know, this perfect team, not flawed, you know, just dominating possession every game, this sort of fun team to watch. That's how what that's what's going to get the Nashville Predators, you know, closer to being a consistent Stanley Cup threat. They do need to take that part, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't overlook the value of the ever talked about intangible, which is finding ways to win games. Games aren't always going to go to plan. You're not going to dominate possession every game. You're going to make a lot of mistakes during games. The teams that do that, but still find ways to step up and win, whether it's just wild shot blocking opportunities or just, you know, a, a unsung hero on the fourth line, getting a turnover and then just going ice to ice and getting a goal, you know, three minutes left in the game, a big penalty kill late in the game, or as we mentioned last block, a hot goalie, the teams that have those things that help them survive bad games are the teams that historically have always made deep playoff runs. And so as the Nashville Predators build their team, you want all this great puck possession. We've talked about them needing to do some other things to get more skill in the lineup. But I do think there's value in keeping some guys that know how to win games, that know what to do in clutch situations when their backs are against the wall. Maybe that's a fourth liner. Maybe that's a depth defenseman. Or maybe it's just something that's built into the DNA of your number one center or your number one winger, your top line D. There is something different about playoff hockey and the teams that can figure that out and learn how to play when all the pressure is on them, play at their best, like we've seen Matthew Kachuk do, like we've seen Jack Eichel do, those are the teams that thrive in the postseason. So that is something the Nashville Predators can absolutely learn from. Would like to hear your guys' take. On is there anything else the Predators can learn from the Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, is there any point that we didn't hit 
that you would like to talk about, or do you disagree with maybe something I said? Let me know. Tweet us at LO underscore predators or drop a comment on the YouTube video. We would love to get your take. You can find my work at penaltyboxradio.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Ann Kimmel will be back later this week. You can catch her work at insidetheprez.com or follow her on Twitter at NK underscore Mama on Ice. We appreciate all you guys making us your first listen of the day. We will be back later this week with all new episodes. We will see you then.